There's two other things about waiting. Last weekend I talked about worship. I talked about attitude. Today I want to briefly mention the I in wait and waiting on the Lord. The I is intercession. Intercession. Now we automatically start to label that and put pictures on all of that and intercession we think of prayer generals and great prophets and so forth. That's that's not what we're talking about here. You know, summer's been hot and long this year, hasn't it? <laughs> Everyone's been like going, oh, come on, God, when's it going to cool down? We're so eager to get out of the season that we're in for the one that's coming that we often miss what it is that God's doing the season that we're in. Don't be in a rush to get from where you are to where he's going. Enjoy the summer because before too long, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be cold and we're going to be whinging. Oh, it's so damn cold in this building. Hurry up, summer. But in, this, in the summer, in the summer, it's like these seasons of the Holy Spirit. In the summer, when the Holy Spirit comes, it's almost too much to bear. It's almost too much. It's like, oh, God, it's too hot in the kitchen. Your presence is too intense for me. What you're asking me is too great. What you're, you're invading me in ways I don't want to be invaded. Just, it's too hot. Would you please back off with the refining fire of your Holy Spirit? And yet when we're in the winter, we have to work really hard. Well, not so much in Queensland, but maybe down in Victoria. And I know when we've been to the high country to visit some of our churches in Victoria in the winter, you have to work hard to stoke that fire to keep the heat in the house because it's so cold. And so you learn these, these ways of the seasons and it's the same with following God. It's In the summer, it's too much to bear and yet all of a sudden autumn comes and the coolness comes. There's this sense of, oh, autumn, you're such a gift. You bring refreshment. The coolness of the air, the freshness, the humidity is gone, the... The mist is going, the, the beauty and the clarity of creation, that sun up and sun down, all of a sudden looks very different. It's the same with the Holy Spirit. And then in the cold of winter, we have to work hard and be intentional about building and investing in keeping that fiery presence of God going more than we do in the summer. And then comes the spring. Love the spring. We love those springtimes where there's times of new life all around us. There's signs of fresh flowers budding on the vine. There's a sense of new growth and new life happening all over us and around us. And the air goes from being cold. Oh, it's warming again, thank goodness. And yet in each of those seasons, God is inviting us to partner with him in a life of intercession. Paul says in Romans 8.26, he says, in this same way, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We don't know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us and in us and through us with groans that even words can't express. You know those, oh, God moments. 
It's the Holy Spirit praying in you. This whole idea of intercession is about an intervention. Now, normally we associate intervention with someone who's, whose life is off the rails and who's got all sorts of issues going on and we have to bring an intervention so that, that we can help lead them back into a place of health again. This is what the work of the Holy Spirit is like. Paul is saying, God is intervening for your sake to bring you back into fullness of life in Jesus. There's this wonderful dynamic work of God of where we live in these now and not yet moments led by the Holy Spirit and often our best expression in that moment is, oh God, but it's a dynamic, it's a powerful invitation where the intervention reconciles us to God, reconciles us relationally, reconciles us conversationally, where all of a sudden we can hear God again and we can feel and hear the flow of his invitation of a vision of how he sees us and who he says we are and how we belong to him and not the world. And we also begin to experience the reconciling, intervening work of the Holy Spirit into the activities of God, the life of God, the living out of what does it mean to be a person fully alive in God as an accountant, in God as, as a full-time mum, in God as, as a you know, bricklayer, in God as an as a astrophysicist, in God, whatever, whoever God's called, wherever vocationally he's called you to be, he's called you to be there reconciled, carrying his kingdom heart and love and purposes and power for people. Often, you know, we find ourselves in our workplaces and with the people around us, it's like, oh, oh God, when will they change? Just a point on that. In our parenting, in our journey of learning how to be parents, uh, you know, each of our children are very unique creations. And you can't approach one like you do the other. They're very unique. They have different love languages. They hear things differently. They express themselves very differently. They, they articulate their, themselves in very unique ways. They have different, different um, passions and hopes and dreams. And in it, our prayer is like sometimes we feel like a bit of frustration building as parents towards our children. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Or maybe just reflect on the fact that at some point you were a child and you can remember the frustration of your parents visiting you. At some point, somewhere along the line, there's a bit of frustration in the dynamic of relationship. And we're often in this place of going, God, help us. Just change them. Fix them. Do whatever you've got to do to them. And God, as he speaks to us so beautifully, through, through, particularly in this case through my wife, Nicole, he continues to say, they are the perfect creations I've made them to be. Now let's talk about how I can shape you to partner with me for their good. This is what the work of the Holy Spirit does, interceding within us. It draws us up into a life with God, draws us up into a conversation with God. It draws us up into the activities of God for the reconciling of others into God. 
Same for our community out here, Morton Bay region. God's speaking to us as a people. He's pouring his spirit out on us as a people. He's continuing to stir our hearts again as his people to say, come on, I'm bringing you into the reconciling work of Jesus Christ, Ephesians 2.10, that God's reconciler has, is, and will reconcile everything in Jesus. Come on, let's go with that. Oh, come Holy Spirit. That's what we get drawn up into, this life of God. Intercession is a lifestyle of being grafted into the love of God, where the love and the power of God flows into us and then through us, all the while waiting, waiting for the more. Romans 8.34 says, Christ Jesus, who died more than that, was raised to life, is at the right hand of God, is also interceding for us. To be the people of Jesus here at Pine Rivers Vineyard is a constant invitation to the place of intercession, standing in the place of the now, telling our world, telling every mercy center parcel and food that goes out, every child that we get the chance to do some discipleship with, every person that we get to equip and train along the way is a constant invitation to stand in the place of the now of the kingdom and speak, there is hope. God is alive. He is a good father. He is a loving king. He is, he is at work for your freedom. He is at work for the freedom of the people on the streets of our community. God is alive and at work. And at the same time, it's an invitation to this place of joining with the prayers of Jesus as Jesus is with the Father crying out, Father, more. I need more of my kingdom here in that community. I need that person, Father, to come alive to the invitations of my purposes and plans for their lives. We have a, we're a people who learn to have a warm meal in our homes at night. And yet at the same time, while we feed ourselves on the bounty of the kindness of God, we eat that remembering the fact there's people on our street who don't have a safe home to live in at night and don't have a warm meal. We're the people that learn to live in the tension of the now and the not yet. It's not for the faint-hearted, is it? More on you, Richard. More Holy Spirit on you. The Holy Spirit is touching us, calling us into the intercessions of Jesus. We're a people that go, it's not someone else's job. We've been called up into the highest purposes of humanity by the saving grace of God to a life well spent on pleasing Jesus for the sake of others for the sake of our family, for the sake of our children, for the sake of our parents. To love Jesus is to welcome his intercessory, intervening ways, even while we wait at times for our own renewal to come. A lifestyle of worship and mercy is to live in this tension of partnering with the Spirit and the cry of Jesus for more as we conquer and break and push back the powers of darkness. Intercession and teaching. Let me finish on this. Teaching lifelong students. King David, he once said in Psalm 86, Teach me your ways, Lord, that I would walk in your truth. Give me an undivided heart. <clears throat> One of the things, you know, just pressing back on that issue before of like, yeah, that's fine, you want that circumstance fixed. That's great, you want that person to change. You want your child to be somehow different. Let's talk about how things really are with you. One of the things the Lord, you know, um, was 
talking to me again. It's like uh, this morning when Nick came and saw me, she said, you know, I feel like the Lord gave me this little saying today and the saying that she saw and she felt like was the Lord is like often people see things as they think they are. No, people see things. Oh, tell me again. I've forgotten it. It's just dropped off my radar. People see things as they thank you. Learning to see. Most people, oh, here it is. Most people do not see things as they are. Rather, they see things as they are. That's a pretty narrow gate that we look at life through, isn't it? That's why Jesus said, I only do what I see my Father doing. John 5.19 We want to interpret the world through how we think it is rather than through the eyes of God. Each other, how we think it is rather than through the eyes of God. Teach me your ways, Lord. I want to walk in your truth. I want to see how you think and feel about our region. You know, this week, and I was driving in between appointments and office and home and everything else. This week, I had the Lord led me to all of the places where there's been, uh, or a number of places where there's been in recent times violence and death in our community. And He said, Kirk, I want you to proclaim my identity over those spaces. So I stopped where there was a dead person in, in the park. I stopped there and I just proclaimed, I said, Lord, this is for your kingdom, this park, for your glory. And even though the forces of death right now are at work over this park, I want to say in the name of Jesus, Jesus is Lord. His, he is the king. He died and rose again for everyone that walks through this park. And so I proclaimed the kingdom over that. This is, and then where this young girl just over the highway here got attacked out of a car and the guy was in court just this week for that. I, I stopped over there. I said, Lord, this will be a place of safety in, as is your kingdom for every young child and especially for women in this area. I proclaim your identity of safety and love and kindness over this very area. And I mean, sometimes, and I do want to pick up, I want to pick up on something here. Please stop naming our community according to the disgust of the enemy and start partnering with the heart of the Father in your prayers and your proclamations and your declarations of who he says Pine Rivers and Moreton Bay region is. Please partner. This is what it means to be people who intercede and be teachable. Show me, teach me, God, what does it mean to carry this with you, to partner with you in this? To be the people of Jesus is to welcome the power of the Spirit to lead us into the reconciling work of Jesus in our daily life circumstances. And we are being taught it's a lifelong journey. Isaiah 64, 8 says, O yet, Lord, you are our Father, and we are the clay. You are the potter. We're the work of your hands. God's got his hands on us if we would just stay soft in the journey and allow him to shape us according to who he has made us to be. So I just want to finish with that.
A lifestyle of worship and mercy is an engaged life. Please don't switch off. Dial in. The Holy Spirit dials us in. Teach me, Lord. Show me more. How come that person was healed when I prayed and how come that person is not? Show me, Lord, how to live in the tension of the now and the not yet and be someone that waits on you in the middle of all of this. We want to be a people who worship you, have an attitude that is like Jesus, that partners with the prayers of Jesus and the groanings of the Holy Spirit, shape us for your greater glory and for our joy and the well-being of others. Isaiah 40, we sang this song this morning and we'll conclude with it now. Isaiah 40, 31. Those who wait on the Lord, worship, attitude, intercession and teachability, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And so I just speak that out as truth, declaration of life over everyone who comes and participates in the life of God here at Pine Rivers Vineyard. This morning, if you would like to enter again into a season or just actually engaging in the season that you're in, and not waiting for the next, not being keen to jump into the next one. For some of you right now, you feel like you're in the fire of summer. For some right now, you feel like, oh, I'm in the refreshing season of autumn. For some, you feel like it's like the cold of winter and it couldn't get any, the intimacy with God couldn't be any further removed. And for some of us right now, you're in the season of spring where there's like, oh, yes, the prophetic hope of God is starting to pop out of me everywhere. I can see it coming. Praise God for that. I want to, I think the Holy Spirit wants to bless you in season. Not rip you out of it, but bless you in it. That you might draw from it everything that the Father has for you in season. So that you can then transition into the next one that he has for you. Who feels like they're in the hot heat and the intensity of summer? Come and hang out down here for me. Just come and stand down here if the summer... The season is like it's the summer. Autumn, you can feel the refreshing coolness of the refreshing coming. Just come and stand over here. I need, I need you to stand over here. I'm, prom- I'm pitching this to everyone just in case you knew. Um, and uh, winter, winter and spring. Let's just pray. Holy Spirit, sh- would you just show our hearts right now? the season we're in. We want to partner with you. We want to wait on you in the season we're actually in. For everything that you've got for us in that season. Okay, come on up. Come on up. Just find your space because I, I want to pray for everyone this morning and, and I need you to come on up here. I might sound a little directive in that. I'm not normally that directive, but I want to pray for you all. You may feel like it's summer, this is just too intense. It's too much. Autumn, oh, there's refreshing coming for me. I, I, can, I can feel it in the, in the air. It's like God's coming again with refreshment for me. It's like the winter, the winter over here and the spring, the spring over here. Come, 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 come get, find your spot. You're all in the story of God. You're all in the story of God. So come on in. Come on up. Find your spot because there's, there's something on the heart of God here for each and every one of us today.
Come on up. There's more of you to come. Come on up. Summer, autumn, winter, spring. Summer, autumn, winter, spring. Come on up. Acknowledge the season that you're in so that you can get everything that the Father has for you in that season. Summer, autumn, winter, spring. Just post yourselves before the Lord. Open your hearts, open your hands. I thank you, God, for just the amazing sense of like journey and life that you have each and every one of us in. You're so kind to be on such a unique, powerful individual journey with us. And yet at the same time, together you've got us on this journey. It's amazing. I don't know how you hold it all together, Holy Spirit. It's, amazing. it's an amazing testimony to your great, great love, Lord. So, Holy Spirit, I just esteem each and every one of my family before you right now. I, Holy Spirit, come. For those who are feeling it's the summer, and it's just like this is wearing me out. This is so hot. This is really wearing me down. I pray, Holy Spirit, you come and you teach them the things of the Father in this season. You draw them even more powerfully into the intimacy of the fire that burns away and purifies. That burns away and purifies. Let the intensity of that come, Lord. Let, the, let there be words and pictures from your heart that makes sense of that season. For my family here, Lord, who are in the on just on the edges of the like the autumn season, it's like, yes, I can feel this the cool change is coming. Where there's hope reaching for that, Lord. The autumn coming for that. The coolness is just coming over their life, bringing refreshment. I bless you. I bless your hearts. I bless your lives to enjoy the refreshing nature and work of the Holy Spirit. Like a cold, cool drink that just satisfies the soul. It satisfies the soul. Holy Spirit, just come, bring images, pictures, words to my family right there in that space. And in the winter, Lord, where we have to work really hard to keep the fire going, where it feels like it's cold and things are distant and shut down, or things are, uh, feel like they're just like, oh, is this ever going to end? Oh, God, come with your Holy Spirit and bring an empowering to my family right now, an invitation where you just reconcile them to your love in this moment. Show them where the fireplace is, Lord, in this season that they might meet you there. That they might meet you there. Even though it's cold all around, yet there's the, the beckoning intimacy of the Father in the small fire that burns. Let the intimacy fall upon them again, God, and draw them again. I bless you in this season. I bless you to take and learn and grow in everything that the Father has for you and that Jesus has for you and the Holy Spirit has for you in this winter season. For every circumstance and situation that you identify right now as going, that's the winter for me, 
Father, let your intimacy come close again. And for my family that's in the springtime, Lord, it's like they can feel the new buds on the vine. Oh, thank you for the joy of the signs, the signs of the spring, of the new life, the new birth, the new breakthroughs. I, I bless you to enjoy the fruit of this season, of, this, of, the new, of the new in this season. And it's actually a fulfilling, fruitful work of the Holy Spirit and the intercessions of Jesus that have been at work in you and through you for a long time. But I bless you into the new things that the Father has for you, health and work and vocations and relationships and just friendship with God and with people. Come, Holy Spirit, just bless them, I pray. I thank you, God. I thank you, God. And I just want you to feel free just to stay in that space for a few minutes. And um, I'm going to say amen, but I don't want you to rush away. But I just want to say amen because some of the folk here need to go and check children or whatever, and you need to do that. That's fine. But for those of you who just up the front, just as Trent's just playing and Bo is just playing over you just gently for a few minutes, don't rush out. Let the Lord finish, like let him squeeze out every bit of conversation he wants to have with you right now. Don't rush out of it.